brands. So that one, a very important story. The Money Show. The Markets. Well, we saw some market movements today from the likes of SoftBank in Japan. They uh, got rid of all the Uber shares that they used to hold. And uh, SoftBank's Vision Fund reporting that it lost more than $21 billion. But it was a good day for the JSE Industrial and Resources shares, uh, leading some of the gains on the local markets. The likes of Northern and Anglo up more than 5%. We're going to be chatting uh, to portfolio manager at Old Mutual Investment Group, Peter Brook, about some of the news that came through today. Your take on uh, today? movements Brooke? yeah it was a very interesting day today because as you highlighted the market was up um but remember on friday we had that big news out of the u.s the yeah the jobs, jobs numbers, numbers yeah we, yeah exactly where we had half a half a million jobs which is much better than the two hundred thousand expected and you know if you think that's true that's normally bad news it's good news for growth but bad news for interest rates in the U.S. So higher U.S. rates, and immediately we saw the dollar strengthen, we saw the rand weaken, we saw bond yields go up. And now what's fascinating is today, we sort of, the market's digesting this, and it's kind of relaxed, you know? So generally, markets are up around the world. South Africa's part of that. But I don't know if you also saw the rand has strengthened quite a bit. Yes. So the rand, the Australian dollar, a lot of these, but at the same time, we've got our commodity shares running. Our platinum shares and our gold shares are strong. So it's actually it's a fascinating little combination that we're seeing of what should be bad news for interest rates, the market's shrugging it off and looking forward and saying we're getting closer to the end of interest rate hikes. And that's why I think we're seeing market's doing a bit better today. Is this the market's taking a beating of most of this year? And, you know, they, they're used to taking that pounding now, and they've now priced in some of these major movements that happen on the market, and that's why we haven't seen such a drastic change um, in today's movements. Look, I do think markets, as interest rates went up, they priced in that through lower pricing ratios. So generally the market got cheaper. The one thing I'm worried about, though, is I'm not sure if they're pricing in potential earnings pressure because, obviously, as interest rates goes up, that slows growth, and that has an impact on profits. So I'm not, I'm not sure we're quite out of the woods just yet. Yeah, and it, it, it is a major earnings season. We've seen a lot of companies, especially technology companies, saying they're going to be slowing down on hiring, also uh, you know, cutting down in terms of production forecasts. So, yeah, you're right. We're not really out of the woods as yet. But a, a look at Asia. How did you see uh, how Asia uh, traded today? Yeah, so, I mean, probably the best performer already was the Chinese market. And um, so... The China A-share is of particular interest because it's got a bit less technology companies, and that did well. But, you know, you, you look at flowed through into um, Europe, which was strong, and then we had, in America, small caps are beating large caps, which is, once again, about risk on. So one thing, though, you mentioned results. We actually had one result it's, uh, today. It's, it was a very quiet day in the market look at the turnover, it was dismal. You look at the news, it was very slim pickings. But Impact, which is a, it's a small packaging company listed in South Africa, had their results. And it's fascinating because you just read their transcripts. It's 
mean, it sounds like we've had the like, what, what what happened to the Egyptians. We've had floods and we've had droughts and we've had riots and we've had everything, and yet still they've managed to come through with a big increase in profits. So that, at the end of the day, is what's important. Is this last quarter generally profits were up around the world, and in South Africa, us you've got a small little company like Impact that's managed to prosper despite all of these headwinds. I think that's quite positive. Very positive. I mean, we've had the kitchen sink thrown at us in terms of the economy and all rising oil prices that we've faced this year. But in terms of going forward, do you see companies changing from that low production forecast to a bit positive news towards the end of the year? I think in terms of in South Africa, we probably, we haven't had a good time for so long. If you think about the last five years, it's been a very bleak time in terms of growth, um, in terms of the JSE. And so I think we, we should be fairly resilient. Um, if I look globally, I think we've got some problems coming around profits. And the reason for that is as interest rates go up, we should expect growth to slow. But also overseas, profits are at record levels. So we have very high return on equity, very high margins, excellent profits. So that creates a tough base from which to grow. So I'm, I'm a bit cautious about global profits. And should we be reading too much in terms of those rise in commodity prices that have been pushing up uh, some of the shares on, on the JSE? Or is it, is it something that we'd look at for, for the longer term? Well, actually, the fascinating thing about commodity prices at the moment is we're actually getting some good news on commodity prices. And remember, South Africans are net importer of energy, and particularly oil. So the oil price has been drifting down um, with around $93 a barrel, or if you're in West Texas, which is um, in America, it's even cheaper. It's below 90 So now oil was sitting at around $120 a barrel, so that's a big drop. Call it a 25% drop. So that's good news for inflation. It's good news for putting money back in consumers' pockets. And we've seen the similar sort of things. You know, the wheat price spiked up after the Ukraine-Russia war. That's come off a bit. Baltic freight. So just, you know, the cost of shipping goods around the world was very high because of all the mess with containers and shipping lines all snarled up. That's starting to relax a little bit. So we're seeing... A lot of commodity prices that impact coming down, and so that's that's a small positive that's coming through. And in terms of the rand, we obviously wanted to strengthen as South Africans in terms of that oil price and make sure that we do have an extended uh, decrease in the petrol and um, diesel prices. Do you see the rand uh, keeping on its strength uh, over the long term? Um, I think I'd be a fool to go out with a forecast on the RAND, quite frankly. <laughs> um, the truth is, I think the RAND is about fair value. Um, the big driver of it is actually more, if you look at the RAND against the euro, it hasn't really moved that much. Um, the big driver is actually the US dollar. And the US dollar has been very strong now because the US has been hiking rates aggressively. Yeah, and we've had and to follow suit. To, exactly. As we start to near the end of that, I think we start to end the, we get closer to the end of dollar strength. And then I think that provides a, a reasonable base. But remember, the dollar, sorry, the RAND 
we obviously want a strong rand if we're an importer, but sure. if we're an exporter, we want a weak rand. So actually what you really want is not so much what the currency is doing, but what's happening to the underlying productivity. Are we getting better at our jobs? Are we producing more goods? And there the big story is really going to be electricity. Oh, that's an important one for us. But in terms of the U.S., just lastly, uh, Peter, uh, in terms of that inflation number, uh, currently at 9.1%, a 40-year high, what are you expecting to come out this week? And uh, where do you see the U.S. Fed going after that inflation number? I think inflation is peaking. So I think inflation will fall from here. Go back to what I was saying around the commodity prices rolling over. Inflation is very high. So I think it's an easy base effect for inflation to fall, which is good news. But I think the Fed is still trapped into hiking rates more. And particularly because if you look at that jobs report that we spoke about at the beginning, in behind that, wages grew over 5%. So until you actually start seeing the wage growth slowing, I think the Fed is going to be hiking rates. So I think we, we've still got more rate hikes coming out of the U.S. And the U.S. is nowhere near a recession then? Oh, depends which part you're in. But um, the U.S. is in a technical recession, but um, there's parts that are strong. That's too complicated a, a question to give a decent answer in the short period of time we've got here. Look, Peter, you're the only person I've heard say the U.S. is in a technical recession, so at least brave enough to come out and say it. Uh, but, of course, you're right. Those job numbers are making it a bit difficult to explain because, of course, if that economic indicator was down, it would have been much simpler to say, you know, the U.S. is struggling. But with that wage growth and the jobs numbers we saw on Friday, it's a bit technical, isn't it? The best way to think about it is actually just think about all the chaos that came with COVID. So you had some parts of the economy that just stopped and other parts that boomed. Now we're seeing some of those slowing down and other parts booming. So actually what we're getting is very mixed data all around the world. And that I think is the critical point is you are getting volatile data. Some parts of the world are in recession. So I think China's in recession. I think America's strong. But there's you look at the U.S. housing now, it's starting to slow down sharply. Yeah. And you can see that in the lumber prices. But there's other parts, if you're in tourism, it's great. So that's you've got a very mixed set of data, and you've also got a desynchronized world. So you should expect volatile data flow, and that's one of the problems for the Fed to interpret um, which, part is, which part should they be placing more emphasis on. Yeah, all very difficult to put out there quite straight and forward because of the year we've had uh, Peter Brook there from Old Mutual. 702. SMS us now on 3161.